I look at what's going on in the world and I think, gosh, I'm lucky. I have a roof over my head. I have an amazing family, an amazing boyfriend, an amazing set of friends, and I'm doing what I love right now. And if I fail, I fail, but at least I can say I tried. That's Natasha Dressler, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. So often we're told that having a broad skill set means that we are a master of none, and that we should spend more time becoming an expert and finding our niche. To me, having a broad background means you're more positioned to be an awesome asset to a team, and you're able to learn and be resourceful. Your unique skill set and experience is your niche. More and more people today are looking for multiple preneurs, people who can do more than one thing and level up with you. Natasha is one such incredible person. She has a broad and varied skill set, and as such, she's able to support her clients in more ways than a niche down person could do. On this episode, we talk about how to look at all your things and see the value they can be to somebody else. We discuss why PR is so important and so underutilized by most people in their business today. And why, if you're thinking about starting a side hustle or business, you should go out and do it. All that and so much more coming up, but first. If you're interested in discovering what possibilities and businesses are available for you to create and to live your most fulfilling life, please visit thepowerfulladies.com forward slash coaching and sign up for a free coaching consultation with me. There is no reason to wait another day to not be living your best life when you instead could be running at full speed towards your wildest dreams today. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I have so many questions and so many things I know that we'll get to cover. Let's just begin by saying who you are, what you're up to, and don't hold back because I know you got a big list. So drop it all on. (laughs) So uh, my name is Natasha Dressler. I... I do a lot. Uh, I'm in marketing. I'm in public relations. Um, I have a background in event management and planning as well. And um, right now, I have a a list of clients, but primarily I'm in the entertainment space and in the podcast world. Awesome. Fellow, you know, the hashtag ladies who podcast. Yes, absolutely. What do you do in the podcasting world? So I'm more of a behind the scenes role. So I take on the role of marketing. So I am the person who helps get them to the next level as far as being seen with PR as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of copywriting. And then I also do a lot of structure. So, you know, going back to uh, one of my clients was doing seasons, for example. And when we started season two, I was like, all right, let's reevaluate what worked during season one. Let's evaluate what didn't work. And then let's go ahead and collaborate on some new segments and things that we can do to really take the podcast to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another piece is talent relations. So I reach out to the talent, I book talent, schedule them, um, prep my um, 
podcast that I work on, who's coming, and kind of give them some backgrounds and questions and all of that fun stuff. Very cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. How did you end up in the podcasting world? Um, it honestly, I kind of fell into it. I was working with someone and was like, hey, um, they need a copywriter. They need someone to write their copy. I'm like, okay. So I started coming around and then um, they all realized I had <laughs> kind of a Rolodex of skill sets <laughs> and um, that person's no longer around, but they kept me on the team. And so I've uh, had to like wear many hats with them, but it's mm-hmm. been really cool because um, I wasn't a huge podcaster before that, but then I have just delve into it. And mm-hmm. I love it now. Yeah. <laughs> so much so I'm like, should I start my own? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love podcasting. Like I, I knew that I wanted to tell all of these amazing women's stories, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much fun I would have doing it. Right. Like, now, if you ask me, like, write something down, like I'd rather talk about someone than have to do a traditional interview. Yeah. With, you know, not even pen and paper, but keyboard and screen. Yeah. And my background is actually journalism. So I'm used to being the person who interviews and then writing it up. Yeah. But I also love to talk. So <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from on that. Yeah. <laughs> and you brought some fun materials today. We were eyeing your book when I you walked did. in. I did. So, um, I have a book that I am obsessed with. I found it in like a little tiny local um, bookstore near my parents' house in Riverside. And it's by Eric Newsom. And he is really the pioneer for podcasting and putting structure behind them and, you know, taking all the lessons he's learned from because he had a big background in radio and TV. And the book's called Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Audio Storytelling. And once I started reading it, it became like my Bible. Mm-hmm. I started tabbing pages and highlighting. I mean, the the viewer or the I'm sorry, the listeners can't see right now, but I mean, it's highlighted, it's tabbed, and there's so many great pieces of information for anyone that wants to start a podcast or mm-hmm. even is already doing podcasting because continuous learning is so important. So I I love this book so much. I literally go back and reference it all the time. <laughs> what was the biggest takeaway for you? I, mean, I know there's so many, but is there like one thing that you're like, I can't believe we weren't doing this or didn't know this? Yeah. Um, wow, it's a great question. I would say having a mission statement for your podcast and having your why. Mm-hmm. And um, two of the podcasts I work on, we didn't have that. And I did an exercise that he had in the book with one of the podcasts, and we're very, very, very family-like. And we all sat around, and I gave everyone a piece of paper, and I was like, what would be a way you would describe this podcast in no more than 10 words? Write a sentence. It can be no more than 10 words. And it was a, and it, and it, he says it in the book, it's going to be a struggle, mm-hmm. but let's try this. And everyone sat around and they were like, I have 12 words. I'm like, sorry, it has to be 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was cool is we, I read them all aloud. I didn't have anyone put their names on it. So it's a pretty big group of us. And after I was done, I was like, all right, which of these statements can you not say why after? And everyone's like, what do you mean? I'm like, cause if you can ask why, then that's not your your correct mission statement. You need mm-hmm. to be able to clearly and precisely ex- explain what 
this podcast is about without asking why, because there's over 700,000 podcasts on the market right now. And we need to know why we're different from X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my favorite takeaways for sure. Um, and then it, it really kind of helped us like start to evolve and um, pivot this client's podcast. They are amazing and they are probably like the hardest working like guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. <laughs> success stories as far as podcasts goes without having super big fame and notoriety behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, the... So it's a duo. They're they're married, and uh, they're both on their third marriage to each other. They're super cute. Uh, the Jimbo and Jackie show, and their their tagline is third times a charm" and the most positively pod positive podcast on planet Earth, which I love. But I was like, but that doesn't describe who you guys are. And so we went back again, and then I realized, like, look. You guys are about talking about marriage. You guys love drinking and you love talking about sex. So that is your shtick. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's kind of evolved now. They're doing a morning Facebook um, live every morning, the morning quickie. And then they're doing their weekly podcast. And it's really taking off for them. So I'm really, really proud of them. That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> well, one of the things I find so fascinating about you is how much um, your career has like been a roller coaster of itself. Yeah. But your your career path on your own has been like up, down, left, right, squirrel, uh, go over there. So I would love to talk about that. Like what's your, you know, resume been like and how did you end up in the, all those different places? Yeah, so I um, have had a quite a resume and I'm sure people look at it and go, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was in cosmetics for 10 years that was what I thought my true passion is. And I do love cosmetics, but, um, you know, my goals, I, I had a list of goals. I checked them all off. And then once I got to the top, I realized I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to school. I want to finish school. So then I went and started in the tech world and I worked at a medical software company and I was like, I'm going to be a receptionist and go back to school. Well, Within three months, I was promoted to office manager and three months after that, executive assistant. And I had a really big hand in company culture and building the company culture and just really um, evolving the company. I was, I think, employee number 13. And when I left uh, after four years, we were at like 500 employees. Then I went to a mobile gaming company, another tech company, and I was executive assistant, but um, I moved into the marketing team and did marketing. And then... um, my dream had always be in my head, oh, I want to go agency. I want to go agency. And a position presented itself, and I was like, I'm taking it. And everyone was so sad but happy for me because everyone thought I was going to die at this gaming company. <laughs> I was like the biggest cheerleader. And then um, I got into the agency world and quickly realized it was not for me. It was... Um, a very harsh environment. It was also um, kind of traumatizing in a way, uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, I have always suffered anxiety, but really it ex- accentuated my ex- anxiety to another level. And mm-hmm. I was always sick. And I just realized I can't be at a place that doesn't support me or is going to let me grow and thrive. And that's when, um, this was actually a year ago, that I started thinking to myself, 
I, I think I need to do my own thing. And I had seen friends around me that had given up these amazing corporate jobs and were, quote, poor and making their dreams come true. And for me, I was like, you know what? If so-and-so can do it and so-and-so can do it, I can do it. And um, it was a blessing in disguise. I got laid off mm -hmm. and the company started restructuring and I was like, not mad about it. <laughs> and I then started really focusing on marketing and um, networking and getting myself out there. And then that's kind of where I came to today, <laughs> working for myself as a solopreneur. And it's been um, a, a big roller coaster in itself. As you know, um, working for yourself is a big struggle, but it is also so rewarding and so amazing and empowering at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world right now. Yeah. It's, it's its own, uh, roller coaster ride of, victories and excitement and drama yeah. and like, what did I do? And then like, it really is up and down. Yeah. Um, but I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I think if you know, like, this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing right now, all that other stuff, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I have friends who've reached out to me and people that, you know, we're friends, but we're not super close and they're watching my journey on Instagram and uh, Facebook and they've reached out to me to tell me, I'm so proud of you. I always felt like you were capable of more. You've always done so well at building others up. It's now your time to shine and build yourself up. And I can't tell you how many times that's come through on a day that I'm like ready, like Britney Spears 2007 to shave my head um, <laughs> and have a meltdown. <laughs> but it was, it's always so refreshing to hear. And especially from people that I admire and respect, um, I mean, when you called me to be on the podcast, I was having such a horrible week and such a horrible day. And when you asked that of me, I literally like got off the phone with you and started crying. I was so, it just totally made my day because, you know, people don't realize like they see the happiness and the, the, the you know, mm -hmm. edited photos and sometimes they don't get to see the lows. And I want to change that. I want mm -hmm. people to see the real and raw side of being not only a solopreneur, but a woman that's trying to put a name for herself and be, yeah. and kind of break the mold out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I um, my boyfriend's always big on like me telling the behind the scenes more, and I'm like, yeah, but like I can have a day that's bad, and I still want to talk about something fun, like or right. like it's all happening at once. So like, how do we choose? And I think he would just say like, put it all up. But then it's like a little excessive, right? <laughs> but it's true. Like, there's not. Um, I'm surprised how many people aren't talking about you make the leap. You have no idea what you're doing. You figure it out along the way. You know, like everything is figure outable. Thank you, Marie Forleo, right? Like it's true. Mm -hmm. That book is awesome. Um, but when you're in it, it's like you're on a completely different planet, at least for a little while. Until right. the groove happens, until you know like, oh, look, I can do this. And you start building your confidence points and you have proof. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, this is 100 times bigger than – I initially thought about. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how did I get here? And you're like, wait, what's happening? Like the train's going and you're like trying to run to catch up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have those weeks too where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these like clients and referrals coming in and I, I have these 14 hour, 16 hour days and I'm like, how do I juggle all this? 
And then you have those weeks where it's just more of a downtime. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think setting correct expectations for women that want to become their own boss and want to establish their own business is going to be very helpful and set them up for success in the long run, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, full self-promotion, like having a coach, like changes everything. Like. Mm-hmm. Once I went through a couple of coaches, I was trying people out. And then when I found the coach I have right now, like within weeks, difference, dramatic, dramatic difference. Mm-hmm. Like literally had my best months um, last year at, from after working with her from before. And you're like, what? That's amazing. All I needed was a coach this whole time. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's like when you're especially solopreneur, when you it's you and you and you mm-hmm. brainstorming and doing and deciding and pumping yourself up and, you know, wiping away the tears. Like when it's all you, it's hard because it's hard to make things by yourself. Right. And it's like, who can I talk to? Who can I trust? And after a while, like your partner doesn't like, they're like, okay, like you can't either can't hear it from them anymore or they don't want to hear it anymore either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I want to attribute some of my uh, thick skin to being an executive assistant, especially for a startup gone, you know, full fledged, like I said, 500 employees, because yeah. I had to work with VCs. Mm-hmm. I had to work with a legal team. I had to work with a very tough CEO and an entire leadership team of C-levels and VPs. And it was so, so, so demanding. I was the only executive assistant. And when I left, they had to hire four backfills for me. And they didn't realize, you did all of this by yourself? I did have an admin assistant who, thank God for. But, you know, I, I would say now... That that experience molded me to who I am today because I developed thick skin from it. It takes a lot to push me to a breaking point or mm-hmm. to cry. We all need them, trust me. But, yeah. you know, it, it it's those days that I'm like, all right, I'm going to brush this off. I'm going to move forward. It's just a hiccup. It's just a little ripple in the road. I'm going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. No, and you got to see behind the curtain that a yeah. lot of people don't see. Like there's, I've always been surprised in my corporate life, how many people don't know how to make something from nothing. Like it's easy to like plug and play into a role and have people that will train you and you just, oh, I just do it this way. Okay, perfect. But when everyone's like, I don't know, we're figuring it out, we're making it up as we go. And you see that everyone at at that level can be in that place. I, I, I wish more people knew that it's actually easier to make things than we think it is. Yes. Not that um, only in the sense of like it's possible, but then all the hard work starts. Yes. But it's absolutely it can it can be done. Like we don't need to copy another mold. We don't need to mm-hmm. have there's not a person missing or a thing missing. It's just like just do it. Yeah. Just start. <laughs> and it's it's also just being true to yourself and being authentic. And I think that's why I'm d- different and I have a hard time explaining my services and myself to people because I'm not a traditional cookie cutter marketer. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to come in with my power suit. That's not who I am. I'm casual. I'm laid back. Um, I love to refer other people. I love to network. I love to talk. I'm not going to come in and, and be like, here's your PowerPoint and here I am in my power suit. You know, I'll be there in my denim jacket and beanie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's important because then you connect with 
you kind of attract your tribe then, right? Mm -hmm. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And I love that. And I think, you know, I've actually had to turn clients down because we weren't the right fit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have a background in tech, but I had to turn down a potentially large client because it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why right now I'm figuring everything out. Do I bring on a client that's not my ideal client? And I was happy to refer that client to someone else that mm-hmm. I trust and know. And I, I, at first I was like asking my boyfriend, like, oh, should I feel bad? I feel bad. And he's like, no, you stick to your guns. You want certain clientele. Go for it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Another job will come your way. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a deep breath on this one. And I emailed them and let them know. And I thanked them. But, you know, um, I think that's something else, too, that's very important for women that are starting out is figuring out who is your client base. Mm-hmm. Who are you targeting? Who do you want to go towards and sticking to that? Because, yeah. yeah, money's money and we all need money to pay the bills. But at the end of the day, are you selling your soul just for some happiness and for some money or, you know, what's the trade-off? Yeah. And it can be, it can be really confusing when you start taking on clients that aren't your ideal match because it can muddle the services you're, you offer. It can muddle your confidence and your ability to like really do this and enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm a full believer in not only being clear on who your target customer is, but like working with your like ideal people. Absolutely. You know, I've had clients that are like, can we, can I hire my cousin or my, you know, some family related person or my friend? I'm like, do you trust them? Can you be honest with them? Are they coachable? If you have yes, yes, yes for those things and you can, then why not? Like I'm building a business so I can work with all the people I like, not random people I've never met that might fit a profile. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I've been burned by referring people. And so, um, you know, just to come work at places I had been employed at. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my friend is great because I knew them on a personal level. And then they came in. I'm like, oh, my God, they have the worst work work ethic ever. And now it's a reflection on me. So Mm -hmm. um, that was a big life lesson when I was at the tech company because I did bring in a lot of people I knew. Um, I would say there was a few that I probably wouldn't have ever referred if I had known. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, thankfully, worked out. <laughs> but um, I, I've always said that, like, moving forward, I will never refer to someone or hire someone if I don't personally know their work ethic and mm-hmm. how it is to work with them because you just never know. Yeah. And you need someone that you vibe with and you get and you have about the same kind of passion and, and work ethic. Because if not, it's a, it's a recipe for failure. Yeah, especially to your point of like when you're starting out, because there's no room in the boat for people that aren't a yes and aren't ready to pivot and move. And, you know, we can't things don't work on a regular system when you're starting out. So absolutely, who is okay with like doing phone calls at eight a.m., eight p.m. D- during lunch, like right. having a, a Saturday brainstorming session, and like doing mm-hmm. the things so that it can all work together, mm-hmm. and knowing that you like everyone on your team needs to be as as a diverse and willing to give them their whole selves. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And if it, if you are someone that's listening and you want to set up a very strict schedule and these are Mm -hmm. your office hours and this is when you're going to work and you have teammates that work for you that 
follow, yep. perfect. But if you're someone like me that I'm going to work at 9 p.m., 11 p.m., 8 a.m., 5 a.m., it just, I'm all over the place depending on what my clients' needs are. You know, I need people to work with me on my team that are going to be just as flexible too. Mm-hmm. And we're making businesses we have fun. Yeah. Like, yes, we're, the goal is to be profitable and we're in it for the, you know, the hustle of it. But really it's like, how do I have a great time, work with good people and make money? Absolutely. It's their ands, yes. <laughs> not buts. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I, completely agree. I have uh, another client of mine. Um, it, it's a podcast, Feeling Good with Duddy. And Duddy is in the Dirty Heads. And everyone loves Dirty Heads. And everyone loves Duddy. And it's funny because I... I wasn't a huge Dirty Heads music fan. Not Mm -hmm. that I didn't like their music. I just wasn't. I knew the stuff that was on the radio, right? Yeah. And so when I started working with him, um, because being in cosmetics 10 years, because I worked for Smashbox, I had always worked with celebrities. And it just, for me, I'm not that person that like goes, oh my gosh, you know? And I think that was how we kind of uh, clicked because we would have these high profile like guests come in and I didn't get fawn over them. I've never asked for a photo. I'm not that person. And um, but we have people come in and it is just so fun and so collaborative. And mm-hmm. they just have crazy funny segments. And, you know, their audience loves the fact that they can just get lost for that hour. Mm-hmm. They can just listen to someone talk about shitting themselves. Literally, that's a segment <laughs> on the show. And they eat it up. They mm-hmm. think it is the best thing ever. And I mean, I sometimes am in the green room, like crying, laughing as I'm taking notes. I'm like, gosh, like sometimes, I mean, that segment really wouldn't work on this show. <laughs> so, totally different audience. Right. Though, I'm sure there's a time and a place when there will now be a story like that. I think you may have like jinxed us, but yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's, it's it's fun. It lets you relax. So sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like I'm working, but I'm working. Mm-hmm. And I'll re-listen to the podcast when I write the copy. And I'm like, man, I've, I didn't remember that joke. And I didn't hear this. And I didn't hear that. And I And it's great because then it gives me ideas to craft the content for social media for them. Yeah. And uh, it's just, oh my goodness. They're just a great. And this is kind of an interesting uh, story with them. When I came on, they had about uh, 3,500 Instagram fans. And I was like, okay, how am I going to grow this audience? A lot of them know him. His brother is his co-host, who's hilarious. And I'm like, I know, community engagement. And I just started writing writing them back and doing contests. And now we're at like 14,300 fans. And that was within like a seven-month span. And it has been great. They've grown. They post pictures. They tag us every time the podcast drops. It's like, oh, my gosh, I know I'm going to get slammed on social because they're going to be posting and I'll be reposting. Mm -hmm. And they just love that we actually recognize them because this is someone they look up to. Mm -hmm. And he does see all of the posts. He does actually read all of the comments. And I think sometimes the fans think like, oh, it's a rock star. He doesn't care. But he cares so much. He cares so much about the content, so much about what's going in. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we have these brainstorm sessions and he's very vocal and he is, he really wants it to succeed because for him, it's a nice outlet from just doing the music thing. Yes. 
Well, it's a different, it's nice having that community and connection. Absolutely. Sure, you can get it when you're on stage, you can get it after, before, but it's different when it's like right here. Like we're having a conversation right now. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And the fact that you can do that now is, it's just cool. Yeah, it's so cool. If you like people, it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's super fun. It's super cool. When you think about powerful ladies, like what comes to mind for you? What does that mean? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like a powerful lady is someone who's unapologetic. She is someone who is paving the road for others after, someone that is very strong. And I love the word powerful. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have powerful ladies in my life, my mom being one of them. Uh, I called her on my way up here and I was like, mom, I'm so nervous. And I'm I do public, I've done public speaking. I mean, I, I'm not one to get nervous. I was so nervous for some reason. And my mom was like, you know what, honey, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know, you wanted this, you're accomplishing things. I'm proud of you, but you know what? I'm busy. I've got to go. Bye. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. Moment of truth with mama Renee. And then she texts me right after and she's like, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Like I said, suck it up, buttercup. And, uh, you know, I, you know, my mom is just such a strong force. And I have always just admired her because she has worked so hard in her life and she rarely complains. And she's really giving me my work ethic and my drive Mm -hmm. and my, like, want to succeed to show them, like, everything you did for us and all the sacrifices you made, I can do that as well. Yeah, it's it's so powerful when you get to see someone doing it and you're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. It, it's why we do this podcast. There's so many amazing women that don't get recognized at a pop level. Right. That are kicking ass and doing it their way and making it all work. I'm like, we have to talk about these women. Like other women and just people need to know that they're there and they exist and Everyone's story, I really believe, is waiting to be heard by someone else that needs to hear it. Absolutely. Like, who's the person that needs to hear your story? And how do we get it to them as fast as possible? Right. (laughs) I don't want anyone hanging out in the I'm not powerful space any longer than they don't have to. Absolutely. It's It breaks my heart every time I call someone and they say, thank you, I'm so honored, but I'm not powerful. And I'm like, girl, this is why I'm calling you. Yes, you are. Yeah. You know, I, gosh, I would say, you know, a year ago when I was at the agency was probably the lowest I had been in a very, very long time. Um, Personally, professionally, I was just so depressed and so miserable. And I would go home and sometimes I would lay on the couch and just stare at the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And I just one day started journaling again and I hadn't really been journaling and I started just sobbing as I was writing and I was like you know what I don't feel valued I don't feel like I'm good enough I don't feel like anyone cares and then I kind of closed my journal I put my hair in a bun I put some hip-hop on (laughs) and I started cleaning my house yeah and it was something I wanted to do and accomplish and I started cleaning the house cleaning the house and when I was done I felt so good and it was so therapeutic, and that was kind of my breaking point. That was when I snapped and was like, you know what? 
I got this. Mm-hmm. I got this. And I'm going to go in there and show them why I'm valued sh- at other companies and show them what I can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And they can either accept it or not. But I know that I'm giving my 150% every day I walk in that door. Yeah. And I also think that when I look at my own business, I take that too. Like I want people to realize I have my bad days. I have my down days. But at the end of the day, I know I'm a force to be reckoned with. And I want to help others realize like that breaks my heart too. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. powerful enough. Yes, you are. Like dig deep. There Mm -hmm. are things in there. Um, I read Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. And I was like, out loud, like, preach. Yes. I love it. <laughs> As I'm reading it. And it was so funny because I'm like, oh, girl, I'm like, let me get my highlighter. I'm like highlighting things in the book because, you know, there were so many things in there that hit home. And I, once I was done with the book, I had a handful of girlfriends that had been going through things. And I, and I reached out to them and said, I want you to get this book. I want you to read it. And all of them at different times, once they finished it, were like, thank you. This is exactly what I needed. I needed to feel important again. I needed to stop apologizing Mm -hmm. for my actions, my behaviors, or feeling like I needed to feel sorry for myself. Yeah. And and, and even, you know, feeling like you need to apologize for what you haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like the number one reason people say no thank you to being a guest on the podcast it's because they don't think they're powerful yet. They're waiting for this thing to happen, this, this shoe to drop, the to get the accolade to whatever they think will equal power for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't need to apologize for not having your thing yet. Like, you got all sorts of other things. Absolutely. Like, there's we are so, most of us every day are so lucky. Yeah, we really are. I look at what's going on in the world and mm-hmm. I think, gosh, I'm I'm lucky. I have a roof over my head. I have an amazing family, an amazing boyfriend, an amazing set of friends, an amazing set of, you know, female entrepreneurs that I surround myself with, um, an amazing set of male entrepreneurs I yeah. surround myself with. And I'm doing what I love right now. And if I fail, I fail. But at least I can say I tried. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I want people to know like it's okay we all fail Mm -hmm. we all fail I failed many times in my many careers (laughs) but you know it's okay to fail you know it takes a lesson to learn from and without that lesson you're not going to learn you're not going to grow and you're not going to realize what you can do better next time yeah at a minimum go try things absolutely go try start you don't have to finish absolutely i'm not saying you can't quit i'm not saying once you go you're stuck there go try it out like it's like dating yeah like if you pick the first person that walks in front of you and you're like all right i'm hitched up here yeah (laughs) like there's how do you know right like there's so many things out there and you know we know that the the dating game is going to be like breakups or marriage. Those are like the options. So it's going to be 99% the first. Mm-hmm. So like it's everything in life is the same way. Yeah. Where you live, the clothes you like, the jobs you have, the food you like. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you try a new flavor of ice cream? Like, why wouldn't you try a new hobby or job or? Absolutely. Like, I don't know what else to say to motivate people to like start <laughs> trying. Like, yeah, just do it. Like, yeah. 
Nike nailed it with that slogan of just do it because it applies to so many things. Like, just go be awesome. Yeah. Just just making a list for myself of things I want to accomplish, but saying, I have X whatever I've done, you know. Yeah. I have a home. I have X amount in my savings account. And that's a Rachel Hollis technique. And that's really helped me. And that's mm-hmm. really helped kind of clear up some goals and make made me realize, okay, I want to buy a house. How am I going to buy the house? So that's my goal. But then what are my uh, high impact items to get there? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of check off, but <laughs> I know that that's my goal. And I know that's what I want to do. And so with all of my goals, you know, I know, okay, hit all of these, what do I need to do to get there? And I think sometimes when we feel lost and confused, just taking a breath and writing down what you're thankful for, like a list of things you're thankful for. It could be you're thankful for your coffee that morning. You're thankful that you can breathe. You're thankful you can walk. Um, I'm thankful for my cell phone, whatever it is. And then writing down what your goals are. And I think people get lost in making goals for themselves. They're like, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, we all do. So how will you lose weight? Is it, I want to go back to yoga, which is one of mine. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to dance class. I want to go try Zumba. I want to go try CrossFit. Whatever it is, you know, having that that action item to your goal is really going to help you get there. And not being afraid to have goals that are big. Absolutely. And audacious. Now, are you going to have to break them down like you were saying to something that you can actually take on right now? Sure. But, I mean, this we have this one life to go and do all the cool shit we can. Mm-hmm. If you are not doing cool shit right now, like, just stop. Make a left turn. Go for it. Absolutely. Like, I, it, it's, um, there is a part of me that almost doesn't understand people who are okay with, like, just having an okay life. Yeah, complacency. Y- yeah. I like, don't get it either. I, especially, it's one thing if you're like, this is my life and I love it. Oh, that's what I want everyone to get at. But if you're at a place of this is my life and it's like, eh, what? Yeah, I'm in. How a, is that not keeping you up at night? Right. And I'm in, there's a Facebook group that I'm in, and a lot of these women come in. They're like, I work full time and I have kids, but I really want to work for myself. How do I get there? Advice. And I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> like, no one is going to give you the magic potion. I mean, no one is going to give you it. This is how you do it. A, B, C, D, you know, et cetera. You really have to sit there and think, what is your passion? What do you want to do? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many friends of mine who've come to me and they're like, I want to do what you're doing. I'm like, so do it. You're an amazing web designer. Start your own web design business. Do it on the side because that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I started making connections and I knew once And when I did get laid off, I was like, all right, I know I can go in this path. Am I taking a giant pay cut from what I used to make and not having health insurance? Yeah. But it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I want to do. For people that are still having to work the nine to five, that's okay. Do it in your downtime. But I think a lot of people get complacent and they start to make excuses on why they can't do it. And that's when it's it's not your time. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you're ready for it to be your time, you're going to go all in and you're going to have less sleep, but you're going to feel so much better about yourself and it's going to be so rewarding. 
It is. And I'm so excited because our February uh, meetup conversation is all about like living the life you love and like how to make that happen. Like we're going to be doing literal exercises with the group of going down the why path, going down the purpose path, because there are so many people who are like, I know, like in Rachel's words, like, I know I'm made for more. I know I want more. I don't even know where to begin because I haven't allowed myself to to even dream lately. Mm-hmm. So like those are, I love that, right? Yeah. Like we're working through my new website right now and they're like, what type of coach are you? And I'm like, that's like the worst question. And right. I know I need to answer it. It's like, am I a possibility coach? Like, yeah, I'm a business coach. Like I'm a, definitely empowerment's in there somewhere. But like just being in the space with people to generate new possibilities Like, Mm -hmm. I can do that all day. Who wants to, like, get in line? Let's go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, yes, like, the life that you don't even know you want is, is like, knocking on the door. Like, you want to play? Yeah. Want to come hang out? Like, yeah. I do. Absolutely. And and you can do it. And that's what I want to stress to everyone listening. You can do it. I promise you. It's not easy. It is not for everyone. But if you are dreaming about it, even if it's to do, you see all of your friends doing an MLM, you know, partnership, and you're like, I want to do that. Reach out, find Mm -hmm. out what their struggles are, what their successes are, and go for it. Just try it because you can always back out. You know, if you want to become a lifestyle fitness coach, then go for it. Start reading about it. Get your books. I mean, I'm all about continuous learning. So reading is so important. Watching webinars, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I also think people really miss the boat on networking. Yeah. And and going to events and going out and meeting others. You might not be in that field yet, but at least you're surrounding yourself with people who are. They could have been in it for 30 years. They could be in it for three months. You never know. And you can meet yeah. someone that you attract to and you guys really can build a strong connection and then you can move forward. Yes. Um, there's so much between networking and planting seeds that you've spoken to that I think are so important. Like everything you're doing, you're planting a seed when you meet people, when you take a different course, when you hey, like I can do that. Like, oh, let me help you. Even you're doing it for free to start with people, but you're planting these seeds to see what starts to grow. Like which of these options are going to be the one that that light you up? Absolutely. so many people are nervous to try a new career or they're like, I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be, but I like these things. I'm like, just, you you got to try one on. Like you'll never be able to tell from the outside if you like it or not or what it really entails. Because I mean, you and I both know that 90% 90% of the job that you really do is nothing that's written on the job description. No. <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah. There's so many things I do in my day-to-day that I, I'm like, I was I was actually just doing my website, phase one. It's very basic. Um, and I, I'm trying to explain my services. And I'm like, gosh, there's so much. And people don't know all the back, like the back work you do. You know, there's so much back work. And that's the webinars, that's Mm -hmm. the phone calls, that's the, hey, can I have a favor? Can you do this for me from a connection you've made? Um, Reading and just sitting there. Sometimes I get inspiration from watching TV. Yeah. Like ideas. I'm like, that'd be a funny segment. Oh, that would be like funny to talk about. Um, Online, on Reddit, all of those type of things give me inspiration. And then I shoot it off to the clients and see what they think. And if they like it, we go with it. If not, Okay. I I tried. I I love pitching new ideas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
When you look at the women who have been in your life, or, and men as well, who are the ones that have really guided you to be courageous and bold? You mentioned your mother earlier. Like, who else has been people that have lit the path for you or put a fire under your ass if that's what you needed instead? Yeah, well, um, definitely my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So my dad is an immigrant from Germany. Um, I am definitely first generation. I'm 50% German, 50%, I call her California Mexican, but my mom, my mom cooks better German food than she does Mexican. (laughs) Um, but my, uh, my Oma and Opa from Germany, um, you know, decided they wanted a better life. And my Opa actually came over first and something that I learned as I got older, and this was never told to me as a child was that my Opa would work during the day at, a family restaurant bakery that he was building to bring my Oma, my dad, and my aunt over from Germany. And at night, he would clean restrooms. And he was like a janitor. And my aunt, when I was telling her about me wanting to work on my own, she was telling me about my Opa. And she's like, Opa always said, money's money. And Opa never complained. He always worked hard and he would take, he would have sometimes three to four jobs and he saved all his money. But when we moved here from Germany, we had a brand new house with brand new furniture and we were so poor in Germany that we saw what hard work could do. So my entire life, I've had just this amazing family that there's no excuse for anything. You want to try it? Go for it. Mm-hmm. If you fail, you failed, but at least you've tried it. Um, you know, a, a huge support has been my boyfriend. Um, you know, there's so many days I'm like, I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. Maybe I should go back and get a, a, a you know, a job in house. And he's like, no, this is what you're meant to do. This is what you're meant to do. And I, I have to sit there sometimes and I mean, he is so passionate about me moving forward. It's just, it's been so amazing to have that support system because it's it's hard. You know, it gets lonely at times. And um, sometimes you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> um, and then um, I have some really amazing friends that just really light the fire under me as well. And they've just been trailblazers. Uh, One of them you work with, Janelle Castro. She actually was one of my biggest inspirations for going out on my own. She, uh, two years ago, we worked together at the gaming company and we were both on the marketing team and she quit. She's like, I'm going to do my own thing. I've been saving up money. And I thought she was nuts. I'm like, what? You make great money. We get all these perks here. We have free snacks and a rock wall and then, you know, company trips. And I'm like, why? And she's like, it's my time. And then a year ago, I was like checking in with her because we stayed in contact. And I was like, hey, so how's it going? And she was telling me all these wonderful things. And she called me one night. She's like, you've been on my mind. And it was I was, and this is a uh, probably about mm, I would say like eight months ago. She's like, "You're you're on my mind," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I've been thinking about you lately." And she's like, "Yeah, have you started your business yet?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, but that's funny because I'm literally sitting here writing out like my business plan," mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "I want you to know I love you, I support you, but 
you need to do this. Like you're meant for greatness. You're meant to do more. And I just want to tell you, I love you and I appreciate you. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have a nickname for each other. I'm like, craw, oh my God. (laughs) And uh, it's an old inside joke, but I just was so grateful for her and all of her, you know, we have a big age gap between us, but she is just this young spitfire and Mm -hmm. she is so determined and she takes every bit of feedback and she keeps her head so high and I'm like, man, she is someone I admire and truly look at, look, look up to, mm-hmm. you know, I, this, everything I've created is a fully selfish position, powerful ladies, my coaching business. Like I just get to pick and choose awesome women to surround myself with for me. Right. It just <laughs> happens that like we get to give a lot away in that process, but I would never, who you spend time with is so important, right? The, the top, top two things are who are the five people you spend the most time with and were the five last books you just read. They're going to determine what's next for you. And I really believe that. Absolutely. It's your people and your continued learning that are going to de- see what is available to you. Like, I feel so lucky that the community that I have around the world is so giving and generous and supportive that, you know, like when I called you the other day, like we're looking for to get, you know, this guy a job. Like, do you know anybody? All of a sudden, everyone's like, sure, I got this this person, this person, let's go. And to have people that are up to things and in motion, like it's more fun that way. Absolutely. It's just fun. I, I don't think I could just sit at home and just not do what I do. <laughs> no, no. Like, you know, people talk about, you know, what do you, like, how do we do business and do motherhood? Or how can I have both? And, you know, I think about the fact of like being a stay at home mom. I'm like, I think I would be one of those, you know, high energy mothers that I would get bored. Like I would end up being on PTO and volunteering and like doing 18 side hustles. And I'm like, no, I need to be doing something. If, right. if I'm bored, it's dangerous for the world. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I mm-hmm. I look at my sister who is a stay-at-home mom and she, that was she wanted to do it. She had a great corporate life and her husband and she decided once that she had the kid, she was going to stay home. And I go over and help with my nephew at times and I'm like, "Girl, mm-hmm. how do you do this?" And I think to myself, I don't know. Like, I have so much respect for women who are stay-at-home moms and then also have side hustles. Like, girl, I I don't know how you do it, but, you know, kudos to you. Or the moms that go out and work corporate jobs and, you know, come back and have their kids, too. I mean, being a parent is hard. I don't have any kids, but I have three nephews, another on the way, (laughs) and they exhaust me. I'm like, oh, here, now I'm handing back. Like, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. We never know what our capacity is. Absolutely. Like there's always room to take on more. It's just how do you do it smarter? Like what what's what are you letting go to let more things in? Yeah. And my sister's really nailed that down. She's also a very powerful lady. She is amazing. She is that person that again, she's younger than I am and I really look up to her because she has done a great job of raising my nephew. She also is a great, you know, 
mentor for a lot of us in our family. You know, she, we always used to call her little mom when we were younger because she would act like the mom of all of us, but she was the youngest. And, you know, she just really, when she was done with college, she was my admin assistant for a little while. And then she had a, a government job and she just thrived and got promoted super fast. And she just knew what she wanted and had that clear path for herself. And now being a mother, you know, she's just doing great. And it's so funny. She, um, is it, she joined a mom's club in her city and right away, like within the first three months, they were like, do you want to be the president? And she was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, come on, you know, you want to. (laughs) So, and now she's like, calling me or FaceTiming me. I need to do this on the Facebook page. Oh, can you design this for me in Canva? Can you do this? And I'm like, oh my God, girl, can you hire me? (laughs) So, you know, she's, I mean, she's doing great with her like resources, you know? And and so I say like, you don't have to just be a stay-at-home mom. You can do so much more with that. And if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But like she, for example, like she's just, you know, now president of her, you know, mom's group in her city and, you know, loving it and going to Gymboree and making friends with all the moms and having little play dates and meetups and breakfasts at our house. I'm like, girl, you're just connecting everyone too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is so much happening all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. When we look at PR and how that impacts businesses, what do you think are some of the mistakes or things people aren't thinking about where they could really use PR to their advantage? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great question. I think people overlook PR because they think it's just someone standing beside you as your publicist telling you yes or no. What they don't realize is that PR is branding, PR is storytelling, and PR is getting your name out there and not just to media outlets. Mm -hmm. For me, I think PR goes hand in hand with so much, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's getting you a speaking engagement and not having to be by your side, you know, copywriting for you for that speaking engagement. Um, A lot of companies just think that the, the news is going to come to them. Or if I apply for Orange County Business Journal, best places to work, everyone's gonna wanna work here. No, that's not true. You need someone on your team that knows what it's like to tell your story and to get you out there. And it's, you know, like I said, influencer marketing. It is uh, having an event. I think events are so powerful, whether it's a meetup or it's a music event or it's a seminar. When I think of events, I think along the lines of doing something that is either a corporate event, which people are brought into your company, where they're doing, you know, an educational seminar, whether uh, it's someone from your team or you bring someone in to do that. Mm-hmm. It's also philanthropy-based. I'm huge on charity. And I think that gets your name out there. And yeah, it's a little selfish because you're you're using charity to get your name out there, but at the same time, you're also doing great and yeah. you're doing good. And I think that people really miss the boat on that and they really, really, really like let that ship sail. And it's it's so sad because there's so much need and the need is never going to stop. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I did, <laughs> I guess I would say, uh, PR, quote unquote, by doing a lot of these things without the title. But 
PR is so important to you and your brand, and I can't stress that enough. I have, I had a potential client contact me for PR services, and I put together this proposal. And in the proposal, I was like, I also think your social media management you needs a lot of help because your branding is nice, but your social media is really off. Mm-hmm. You guys really need to get into the event space and lifestyle and affiliate marketing and blah, 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 blah. And then for PR, this is what I would do. And they came back with a no because they just wanted to pitch to media companies. And I sat there and I was like, what? Okay. Um, And I didn't take it personal. And I was like, all right, I'm going to thank them and it's okay. Because I'm looking at it from the big picture. I'm not just seeing pitching to news outlets and pitching to magazines because that's not just going to work. Sure, you can have a beautiful spread, but that isn't telling your story and your story needs to be told. I couldn't agree more. I have so many clients come to me wanting something really specific in the marketing space or in the sales space. And I have to say like, no, like either you don't know your why yet or your product isn't clear Um, But then is it the right move for you now? Like the worst thing that can happen to a business is you get a huge push and there's nowhere for people to go, nothing for them to do. You're not ready when all the people show up. It's like, it's such a waste of money and time to invest in a big marketing push. And then you're like, then what? Right. Do you have customer service set up? Do you have follow-up set up? Do you have a community management plan in Mm -hmm. place? Like, what are you doing it for? If it's just to boost, um, likes or follows or awareness from that level, like it's really not worth it. It's not driving sales. It's not creating a relationship. There's so much to it. And you don't need to do it all at once, but it's, you have to do it fully. Absolutely. It can't just be a splash and then like, okay, what's next? Absolutely. And I think people get lost in that and Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't look at the bigger picture and they're like, nope, we just need traditional PR. I need to do this okay, well, that's fine. I can send out 75 emails if you'd like, but that's not going to take you to the next level. Yeah. And because I have such a broad skill set, I like to say PR goes hand in hand with so many other facets of marketing. So I'm not going to be the traditional publicist. I'm going to be the one that kind of takes you to the next level because I'm going to utilize all my other skill sets Mm -hmm. to help take you to that next level. Yeah. And being making sure you have a plan before you launch all this stuff. You know, we have an online community coming for Powerful Ladies. And it's can't been, wait. <laughs> it's going to be so great. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And it's been in demand for five years now because mm-hmm. we're a global community and everybody wants to connect and everyone wants to know each other because they when they do meet, they're like, we love them. I'm like, I know everyone in this group is incredible. And I've been so slow to launch it because I know that it needs to be done right Mm-hmm. We need to make sure it's worth the community coming to. It needs to be, you know, we have to have the structure in place so that once we, you know, s- strike the match, it's going to go. Yes, absolutely. And I don't want to let this group down. Like the people we have in the Powerful Ladies community mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm we're making this for the community. It's not, we're not making it for me. We are partly because I love it, but... It's really making sure that we're delivering on our promise to empower people to live their best life. Absolutely. So if we deliver something out into the world that's not fulfilling that, it, it's a failure. Like it's not worth us doing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes 
businesses create things for the sake of creating it and checking the box versus it tying back to your mission and your purpose. And once you make it, then what? And I can't tell you how many businesses I've seen come across my emails that don't have a why and they don't have a purpose. They don't even have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to go back to the drawing board. There's no reason because I have nothing to publicize for you guys. There's just a product or a person. It's There's no story. There's no why. And that is so important Mm -hmm. because then – why would someone invest in you as a person or a product when they don't know what they're, why, why they're yeah. investing in it or what they're investing in? Why and what? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, you need to answer all the questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the questions. <laughs> when you look at how you make sure that you are operating at your best for your clients and yourself, what are things that you've put into your structure to, to be at your best before you even begin? Well, I've already spoken about continuous learning. I think Mm -hmm. that's so important. I'm also, um, because of my background being an executive assistant, really organized. So my emails are very organized. I set reminders when to call people back. I make sure I do follow-ups. I live in still a paper planner. I'm still a planner person with colored pens and highlighters. (laughs) As you guys saw with my book, everything's tabbed and highlighted. But um, making sure I'm organized so that if I have a client who isn't organized, I can help them. And I think that is very helpful because one of my clients, they're great, but they're not very organized. um, And I have to be that person for them, be that mini project manager. So um, I think that's very, very, very important. And then I also allow myself downtime. And I think that's so important and something we forget to do is allowing yourself an unapologetic day off. And I did this recently and I felt guilty for two seconds and I was like, okay, I'm over it. (laughs) And it was such a nice day to just do whatever I wanted to do. And that day was lay on the couch, read a book and just hang out with my dog. And I was happy as a clam. And, you know, took a shower at like 4 p.m. <laughs> but doing that kind of helped me reset. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was so important because sometimes I just keep working, 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 working. And then I'm at the burnout phase and I'm like, oh, no, I need to stop. I need to reset and I need to take some time for myself mm-hmm. and be unapologetic about it. What are you excited about for this next year? Oh, I'm excited for so much. I, I'm really excited um, to see where my business is going to take me. I'm so excited to see my friends thrive too. Um, I'm very, very, very big into cheering all of my friends and family on. Um, I'm really excited to see how the powerful ladies group turns out. I'm so excited for all of that and working with you. And um, I'm really excited to take my clients who are like second family to me to the next level. And I I know in my heart of hearts that they are going to get there because they invest so much of their own energy and time to to make it. I, I just can't wait to see that. Just them, them blow up. <laughs> yeah, another reason why it's so important to pick amazing clients because you dedicate so much of yourself to it 
that you want to also make sure that you are screaming at the rooftops about how awesome they are. Yeah. Like I love my clients, like love them. Yeah. I mean, Jimbo and Jackie are the cutest people ever. I mean, she uh, got gold sheep leggings with their logo on it. <laughs> she wears them all the time. And then they have this drink they're known for called the Shamsky. It's uh, champagne with whiskey. And um, I had helped her design some gold sheep leggings and they're going to sell them. And they go out and they go to every event where their target demographic are. And they are just their best publicists on their own. They kill it. Their guerrilla marketing is another level. And it's because they are so driven to succeed. And I want them to succeed that much more because they put their heart and soul into what they do. Mm -hmm. And that makes me work extra hard for them as well. So whenever they text or FaceTime me, I'm on it. Pick it up, pick it up. Let's talk. I'll call me on the phone. I don't care what time of day it is. Oh, I had this idea. They run it by me. We collaborate. And, you know, they just take all feedback so well, and then they execute and they just execute, execute, execute. And the team behind them, we just all want nothing more than to see them succeed because of how much they love what they do. Yes. Being around people who are awesome and up to something and love what they do is so invigorating. It is. It makes me step my game up. Sometimes I'm like tired and it's been a long week and we film on Thursday nights and I'm like, all right. And then I get there and they're like, hey, hey, like they're just so, there's so much energy and they bring snacks. And I'm like, oh, you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> we ask everyone that we have on the podcast where you rank yourself on the powerful lady scale, zero being average everyday human and 10 being utmost powerful lady. Where do you put yourself today and where would you put yourself on average? I'd say today I'm feeling pretty powerful after this podcast. Well, I'm feeling a solid 10. <laughs> um, I would say on average, because I'm still growing and because I'm still figuring things out, um, probably an eight. Yeah. I feel that I can get to a 10, but right now I'm probably about an eight. I'm, I, have, I have times of weakness, but for the most part, I keep my head high and I work as hard as I can and I just keep trying to move forward. I love it. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share with our guests that we haven't gotten to speak about yet? Um, I have a quote yes, that I love from the Make Noise book by Eric Newsom. And I think that this is a powerful quote. And I think that this is so amazing and beautiful. In a crowded world, to make the biggest sound you could, be loud. Refuse to be overlooked. You have something to say. And if you don't do everything you can to be as loud as you can, you will be lost. Don't be polite. Don't settle for what's handed to you. Make the loudest noise you can. Be impossible to ignore. Doing so deliberate and purposeful and focused. I like that. I, I love that quote. It just, it gave me chills again reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, you know, go out there, be disruptive, make some noise and pave your path. Mm -hmm. Be big. Go be big. Yes. Loud and bold. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Powerful Thank you Ladies so podcast. much for having me. This was so amazing. It's so nice to be on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. I love Natasha's energy, her optimism, her ability to be a yes to taking on the world and whatever opportunity crosses her path. 
I hope you're left inspired and motivated to see where you can lean in on being you and making a leap into your next big venture or adventure. I love that in this episode, there are great practical tips you can implement into your business and your plan today so that tomorrow can be different. To connect, support, and follow Natasha, you can follow her on Instagram at NatashaIsLegit and visit her website, NatashaDressler.com. All the other ways you can connect with Natasha are available in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this new episode of the Powerful Ladies podcast. If you're a yes to Powerful Ladies and want to support us, you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a powerful review on Apple Podcasts. You can also be one of our Patreons for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash powerful ladies. We can get access to exclusive content that we're making just for you. Follow us on Instagram at powerful ladies and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. And of course, visit our website, thepowerfulladies.com for all the latest news, details, and updates. I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love. This episode of The Powerful Ladies is made possible by our Patreon subscribers. Did you know that for as little as $1 a month, you can support this podcast? You can send us love, tell us that you want more. You can support all of our events and all that we're doing in the world to fulfill on our full circle of empowerment. It starts at $1 a month. That's less than the coffee you're drinking a day. And there's so many more levels that give you more bonuses and fun things and behind the scenes information. So go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash powerful ladies and support us today. Thank you in advance.